This is Katrin with Disability Rights New York. Welcome to our podcast, Empire State of Rights Closed Captioned. We are here to bring you information on the most relevant topics regarding disability rights and advocacy. It's holiday season and it's time to begin booking flights and plan for travel. Today we have Christy Aspey, Pat, Pat B. and Pava Program Director here at DRNY. She's here to discuss flight accessibility for travelers with wheelchairs. Hi, Christy. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Christy, can you start by explaining what the Air Carrier Access Act is and what are the most common violations of the law? I know it's a big topic, but let's just stick to the basics. Right. The Air Carriers Access Act is generally referred to by its acronym, which is the ACAA. That's how I will refer to it today. The ACAA prohibits commercial airlines from discriminating against passengers with disabilities within the United States. Congress created the ACAA after a Supreme Court ruling that determined the Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act didn't apply to air carriers, even if they were in some way getting federal funds. The ACAA applies to airlines, and it ensures that access to kiosks is accessible and in airline terminals and um, especially on the airplanes and boarding and deboarding the airplanes is accessible for people. The ADA covers access within the airports itself. So that means bathrooms, paths of travel, and all businesses within the airports are subject to the ADA. If you're not familiar with the ADA, it's Americans with Disabilities Act, and it covers government entities, employers, and also businesses open to the public. So you're entitled to accommodations when you're in the airport in spaces that are otherwise controlled by the ADA titles one and or titles, excuse me, titles two and three. You're also entitled to accommodations when you go through TSA. For example, if you are unable to stand through the scanner, then TSA has alternate methods um, for screening you for safety. Some common issues people with disabilities experience include damage to wheelchairs and other devices while in storage areas under the plane and problems with requesting accommodations prior to boarding. Um, My focus today is on uh, the U.S. laws and regulations. I won't be discussing international flights. All right. So we've all been at the airport and we've heard about pre-boarding the different uh, sets of people that are allowed to go ahead of time. Can you talk to us a little bit about what someone should do if they're denied pre-boarding? Right. So there are two considerations here. First, it's certainly advisable that if you know you'll need an accommodation um, around the airport and within the terminals uh, and during the boarding, you should contact the airline directly before your trip. Uh, Airlines must follow the ACAA, but airlines create their own unique policies to meet compliance. There's no set policy rooted in the ACAA that airlines must follow. So it's a good idea to get information about policies and protocols by contacting the airline directly well before your departure date. Secondly, you want to ensure that you know what to do when you're at the airport prior to your departure. So if you need assistance to board the airplane, you should speak with an airline personnel when you arrive at the gate. The level of pre-boarding accommodations will depend on your needs and the type of mobility device that you have. Passengers have a legal right under the ACAA to take their personal wheelchairs, mobility scooters, and walkers 
and whatever device that you have to the airport gate and through the aircraft boarding door. This right to gate check mobility equipment covers all devices. This includes electric wheelchairs, manual wheelchairs, and other assistive devices. Gate checked items must be returned to the jetway upon arrival, even when the passenger has a connecting flight. In fact, the assistive devices must be among the first items retrieved from the baggage compartments, and they must be returned as close to the aircraft door as possible. Within the United States, airports and airline staff are familiar with these gate check procedures for people who use wheelchairs and other devices. So as an air traveler, when we're about to take off, we often hear the uh, mandatory safety briefing that happens before we actually get off the ground. And what happens with uh, passengers' disabilities? They're not often provided individual instruction. In the event of an emergency evacuation, how can airlines accommodate people with disabilities? Air travel is regarded as the safest mode of transportation in the United States, but that doesn't mean that airlines should ignore the need to accommodate passengers with disabilities. There are two types of emergency landings, planned and unplanned. The ACAA does not set forth standard protocols for airlines to follow in either type of landing. A planned landing allows a flight crew some time to assess the situation and follow protocols the airline has in place to prepare the flight for the emergency landing. As I understand, general policies can include flight crews requesting assistance from passengers who are physically able to assist with a plan to accommodate a passenger with a disability in the event of an emergency exit. In unplanned emergency landings, flight crews must think on their feet a bit more to help a passenger with a disability, and they have to do this with or without the assistance of other passengers. A best practice is if you have a question about your airline's procedure for emergency response, contact the airline directly or ask a flight crew member when you board the airplane. That's really good advice. Now, we also have had a couple of articles in the last year about wheelchair issues and problems and damages and and how that rate has uh, increased over the last couple of years. So when someone is checking their manual or power wheelchair after a flight, what are some of the common issues that are occurring? For a passenger who relies on a wheelchair for mobility, being a moment without their mobility device and the risk of damage are likely the top considerations before flying. Airlines have protocols in place that may require passengers to gate check their devices up to an hour before a scheduled departure. So be prepared for this and discuss your pre-boarding needs with airline staff at the gate to ensure that you are accommodated prior to the flight. Keep in mind that most airlines that fly within the U.S. might not have a wheelchair accessible laboratory and the airplane space is limited generally. Airlines are required to cover all costs if a wheelchair or other device is damaged while being stored or moved by the airline. They're also expected to accommodate you with a loaner chair for as long as the repairs take. But for passengers who are faced with a damaged wheelchair on the jetway after arriving to their vacation destination, this is a setback that can fundamentally alter their future travel plans and worst case can be life-threatening. So how can someone prevent damage to their wheelchair when they're checking in for a flight? 
There may be steps that you can take to prepare your wheelchair for a safer flight. What I recommend doing is contacting the wheelchair manufacturer or the vendor to explore how you can best prepare your device for takeoff. So if someone has their wheelchair damaged during their flight, who can they contact to report these issues with? If you debark from your airplane and you're met with a damaged wheelchair or your mobility device is in some way in disrepair, the first thing you need to do uh, is take a picture or many pictures of your device. In fact, you might want to take pictures of your device before you gate check the device before it goes into the storage and the flight takes off. Next, after documenting the damage, ask to speak with the airline's complaint resolution official, also known as a CRO or a supervisor. Every airline must have a CRO available either by telephone or in person during operating hours. If you're not getting the answers you need from the CRO, contact the Department of Transportation Aviation Consumer Protection Division's Disability Hotline. The number is 1-800-778-4838. You can also file a complaint with the Department of Transportation by calling 202-366-2220. Those are great resources, and we will list them at the end of this podcast. And before we sign off, Christy, is there any other advice you'd have for travelers using mobility devices or wheelchairs while planning their flight? Prepare yourself and your mobility device as best you can. If you need an accommodation, ask early and understand the policies set by the airline with which you are traveling. When you need something, ask the airline staff at the airport and the flight crew. If you're concerned about damage to your device, take pictures before it goes into the baggage area under the plane and after if you believe it has encountered some sort of damage. Most importantly, try to enjoy the journey among all the stress of traveling and have a safe and happy flight. Christy, thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful speaking with you. Thank you. Empire State of Rights closed captioned has been brought to you by Disability Rights New York, your source for disability rights and advocacy. If you enjoyed our program, make sure to subscribe, like, and share this post. If there is a subject you would like us to discuss, please email podcast at drny.org or comment below. Tune in next Wednesday, where we'll bring you more information on disability rights in the state of New York. The closed captioned version of this podcast is available on our YouTube channel. To listen to more Empire State of Rights closed captioned, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.